Hello and welcome to the Film Expo South podcast. I'm Adam Powney and I'm also joined by James Heath, a producer and director of Dresden Pictures. James will also be joining the Film Expo South at the Aegeus Bowl next year, speaking on the crowdfunding panel. Hello, James. Hello. And how are you this evening? I'm very well, thank you very much. Good, good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so, James, you have held an extremely successful crowdfunding project for your black comedy, The Fitzroy, and you were heavily involved in the strategy and the outset. But why was it so successful? I think for us, um, we managed to tap into something the audience really wanted to see. We had a, a crazy idea about a hotel submarine in 1950s Margate in this crazy post-apocalyptic landscape. We managed to find an audience on social media, connect with them, and then get the buy-in from Kickstarter, who actually really embraced the idea and um, helped sell it to their fan base as well. It's certainly a, a lot of luck involved, but a huge amount of hard work from all the team. Why is crowdfunding so big now in the industry? It's big because it's a way of way for filmmakers to access um, revenue that they never kind of had before. You know, you, you get ideas like the Fitzroy from unproven filmmakers like Andrew, the director, who had never done a feature film before, a non-commercial idea with no name cast. And you can go out and get funding for that idea in a way that you never could before because it would be seen as too high risk. But also I think it's a way of in, in getting direct engagement from the audience. I think that's one of the things that we loved about crowdfunding. I think one of the most exciting things that anyone who's done it experiences is the direct feedback you get from from those who pledged to back the campaign. And you really re- feel a real connection to your audience, a real genuine investment with them. And you've been incredibly successful crowdfunding, but there must have been challenges that you had come across. Uh, what kind of challenges did you face? <laughs> it's uh, very funny to say. Um, yeah, huge amount of challenges, I think particularly in the early days for us, because um, we when we launched the Fitzroy and we've done um, a few other campaigns since, we, we launched it in the first week that Kickstarter UK uh, was actually live in 2012. Um, so it was a bit of an unknown quantity for us and we had to really learn on our feet. We made huge mistakes. I mean, we uh, when we did that campaign, we did it for 45 days, um, which was extremely difficult in the bid section. I'd, I'd, I wouldn't do a campaign for more than 30 days now. I think all the campaigns we've done since have been only 28 days and less. Um, it's a niche idea and we didn't have an input audience at the beginning so probably the most difficult challenge to start off was actually just to find the audience how do we get how do we connect with them where 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 do we find them and um, we had to do a huge amount of uh testing uh in the job if you like going out and you know how do we connect with those people is it is it in the real world is it on social media is it through kickstarter directly we did we failed a lot to be honest with you. we probably failed three or four times more than we actually succeeded but through our failures we kind of learned the right way to, to move forward but how how did you overcome this did it was it a massive kick in the teeth or did you just lose a bit of enthusiasm or did you just keep driving and then it led to the success yeah i mean the, the fitzroy is probably the most interesting case study on that because we went through uh, a phase probably about uh, 30 days or so into the campaign for about two-thirds of the way through where we genuinely considered pulling the plug um we spent a huge amount of time, a lot of our own money and resources as well in terms of getting the campaign out there. And for us, it just it wasn't getting the traction we wanted. I think we were about 30 or 40% funded, um, it massively plateaued. As anyone who's done a campaign, they'll find that you know in the midsection, you're just not getting any backers, you're not getting anyone talking about the campaign. 
and we were we were about ready to pull the plug, as I say. And then um, we did a few things which helped connect with the audience, which were we made a, a short film in 48 hours with uh, the crowd support, um, and we did some really engaging, interesting updates. Kickstarter then made us Project of the Day, and then a couple of days later, they features this in their weekly newsletter of projects that we love. And off the back of that, the momentum um, kicked in and we'd kind of, uh, it was no stopping the campaign. Uh, and within a week or so, we'd actually hit our target. But it was that sheer resilience of trying to get the project out there and trying many things to, to find the audience I was referring to that kind of got us over the line, found the audience that we, that we so desperately needed. Crowdfunding is becoming increasingly more important and valuable to the film industry from speaking to people like yourself. Why is there such an increase in this? I know it gives people access to something that wasn't there before. Do you think it will keep increasing or will it go back to the traditional method? I think it's an evolving mar- uh, marketplace and people are still understanding how uh, the place for crowdfunding is. A few years ago, I think there was a belief that it was going to break over into the mainstream and Hollywood films were going to be using it. You have to look at the examples like Veronica Mars and Spike Lee and Zach Braff. And that hasn't really happened. Um, I think to a degree those films have got a bad reputation. I think some of them felt like taking advantage of the audience. I think the place for Kickstart will be more in continuing to develop young filmmakers to find their audience as a test bed to go almost as a um, pre-sales, if you like, to go, okay, do people genuinely interested in this film, you know, sort of seed money. But I think for me, the most interesting area of crowdfunding isn't, isn't the funding side at all. It's, it's the crowd and it's an area of distribution. So once you, once you build up this incredible audience that like we've found it with our film, how do you then utilize and how do you then uh, best take that film to market? to capitalise on the people that supported you. And that's where I really see crowdfunding going. And you're seeing it with what Kickstarter doing themselves in terms of now being able to sell directly through the platform once your film is released and direct links through iTunes. And they'll probably start other kind of methods of distribution that are heavily connected with film festivals now. And you can see filmmakers now kind of going back, you know, two, three, four, five times later in their career. As they've kind of found their audience, they go back. And you're not going back to probably get the, your whole film funded you're probably going back for a segment of it, whether it's to get the post completed or, I say, to raise funding for distribution. Because to raise funding for a feature film, budget and isolation on, on Kickstarter is, is really tough, um, but is a way of kind of raising part of the funding and then growing that all-important audience I've mentioned. So are you suggesting that it's wise to just not be too big-headed and try and fund the whole film, break it down, and the chances of getting crowdfunding is is easier definitely i mean it's a mistake we made with the the fitzroy um the first campaign we, we raised seventy two thousand pounds but in the in the end our actual budget was hundred and fifty thousand pounds so we had to raise the rest privately so i think if you can break it down in smaller chunks it's also easier for the audience to understand what they're backing for so sometimes it's difficult to, to explain to an audience that you need the entire budget to make a feature film but if you say, oh, we've got this one particular element, the Blaine brothers did it very well with their, with their feature, where they said, we've got this really expensive car accident in the film and we can't shoot it without your support. We need X amount of money to make it happen. So then people go, oh, okay, I, I understand that. I get they need the money for that. That's m- much more tangible for the audience. People see 
feature films and they think, okay, most of them are worth millions of pounds. So how does this me, me backing you help get that off the ground? But they can understand something of a section, whether it's post-production or you know, something else, as I say. See, I, I never thought of it in that way. It's just opened my eyes to a whole different way of thinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, Good to hear. And just going back to the audience side, do you find yeah. that once you've got that fan base, do they return to... Do the same people fund your other films once one successful? The people believe in the director, and the director at the end of the day is, is kind of God in this medium. Right. And they're, they're the thing that their people are getting behind. So I think from our experience, we've seen people coming back to support the same director in follow-up campaigns. Um, but at the same time, people who pledge on, on Kickstarter, they tend to be repeat backers. You obviously get friends and family who might do it as a one-off. But most people... Um, are always looking out for other interesting projects. And if you've got something very interesting and you can kind of connect with them, then yeah, we totally have seen them come back. That was a, a nice little taster for what's coming up next year in February at Film Expo South. You will be on the crowdfunding panel. How are you feeling about that? Are you excited? Yeah, I'm great, very excited about it. I think um, I've done a few panels like this before and um, the, the lineup they've got uh, this year is particularly excellent. There's a real diversity of experience there. Um, I think it should be a lot of fun. Well, the more and more I interview uh, speakers from Film Expo South, I'm getting more and more excited, and I'll probably be attending every single panel as a result <laughs> of this conversation. But I think Fantastic. we're running out of time now, so I'm going to wrap it up. This has been Film Expo South podcast. Thank you so much, James, for joining me. Welcome. And I've been Adam Powney. For more information, head over to www.filmexposouth.co.uk. Mm-hmm.